0: Welcome, everybody, to this Tea Party Patriots live Telephone Town Hall. We're glad you could join us today, and uh, we're very uh, honored uh, with Jenny Beth Martin, our uh, president and chairman, it will be hosting. We also have Senator Rick Scott, and also uh, Senator Mike Lee is supposed to be coming on sometime. Now, if you'd like to participate, you can hit star three on your phone at any time during the call and you can get into a question queue. One of our screeners will uh, get some information from you. Then they'll place you back in the queue, and at the point we have a question and answer time, you can participate. We have limited time with the senators tonight. Hopefully, we can do some questions with them. I'll leave that to Jenny Beth. And also, um, again, I just want to remind you, star three on your phone if you'd like to ask a question of anybody on the call tonight during this important Tea Party Patriots call about the uh the immigration bill issue. With that, I'll pass it off to Jenny Beth.
1: Jim, thank you so much for kicking off the call, and I am Jenny Beth Martin, the Honorary Chairman of Tea Party Patriots Action. We're going to hear from both Senators Rick Scott and Senator Mike Lee, and we have Senator Scott on the phone. He has a limited amount of time. He's going to talk about the Senate open border or the border never closes bill, and Senator Scott, because we know you have a short amount of time, let's hear what you have to say. Give us an update on what's happening with the bill
2: sure. So so we we finally got the text of this bill uh, late Sunday night uh, with the plan, McConnell and Schumer's plan, is that we would vote on it on Wednesday. Um, we've been clear that we are not going to support a bill unless it secures the border. Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell made the decision that, that that would not be included in the bill. What we had planned on is tie any Ukraine aid to the numbers coming down to like where it was when Biden took office under the Trump numbers. Trump secured the borders with the existing laws. We don't actually don't need a new law. So, um, so we've been clear, we want a secure border. Uh unfortunately, Lankford was sent on a suicide message to go get something done. He I'm a business guy. I've never done a deal with somebody who didn't want to do a deal. The the Democrats didn't want to secure the border. All right. This doesn't secure the border. This is an immigration bill, not a border security bill. And Mitch McConnell made the decision that we would not have any metrics in there to force it. Um, We have a lawless administration, and so that that that's that started off the problem. We I don't know why they did this in the secret. I don't know, but that's basically what Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer have been doing the entire five years I've been up here. They come up with a bill by themselves, doesn't go through committee, these big bills, and then they say, oh, you got to vote for this. So it ended. It ended. Uh, with this bill, uh, we said we're not going to do it. We said hell no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to hamstring the next uh, president. Um, so when Trump's in office, we want we don't want to limit his ability to secure the border. Chris Murphy, the Democrat lead on the on negotiation, as soon as the bill came out, he said he tweeted, "The border will never close." That doesn't sound like a border bill. Uh, that sounds like a bill that's never going to let the um, let the, the border be secure. So um, the uh, last night, uh, to surprise all of us, we had a conference meeting. McConnell came in uh, and said that, you know, he recommended we don't vote for the uh, vote for the uh, bill uh, when it goes to cloture on Wednesday. And so we're not um, it's not going to it's not going to pass. Um, we're not going to codify Biden's open borders. We're not uh, we're gonna, not going to make it harder for Trump to secure the border. Uh, and we're we're going to work with the House. The House has said all along. Then they want their border bill h r two we won't even talk we're not even talking about that, so this is our always dead on arrival in the House. so that's where we are um, uh, The next step will, will be up to McConnell and Schumer. what I recommended is why don't we go back and tell them as a conference, have a conference meeting which we and 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 come up with a plan on say this these are the things we have to have to secure the border um, now that's the border part of this. The next is Ukraine. We haven't had a conversation about Ukraine. There's money in here for humanitarian aid that can go. Ten billion dollars could go to Gaza. I mean, that money could go to Hamas. I mean, what are we thinking? None of this stuff's paid for. We don't have a plan. Finally, in this bill, they they're on the, the Biden administration's responsible to actually give us a plan on how uh, Ukraine would win. So, wouldn't you think you would have that before we voted on money? Uh, but we don't. So. Um, so we got we got the problem here on the border. It's not a border bill because no one brought us brought us into the loop so we could make sure it was a real border bill. And we got the same actual problem on Ukraine because Schumer and McConnell tried to do these things by themselves, behind closed doors, don't tell anybody, and then just try to force us uh, to vote on this stuff. But we said no. Um, and the uh, as for tomorrow, the border bill not going to happen, which is too bad. That we don't do something to secure the border but this is not it
1: um senator scott i i'm glad to hear that it is not going to happen because the bill simply does not it doesn't secure the border at all would you please elaborate on what you said about how the law actually hasn't changed it hasn't changed from the time Obama was in office to the time Trump was in office to the time Biden was in office regarding immigration, and yet their numbers for Obama and Trump, especially, were lower than what we're seeing now. Why? Why do you call it a lawless administration? And explain how how this is happening, please.
2: Of thank you, Jim. First off, it's really important what you all do. It's really important that you're acting. It's really important that you call your House and Senate members and tell them what you think. And that's a big deal. Uh, we need to hear from you, and you, we need to hear what you're doing. So here's the, here's, here's the deal. If the day Biden took office, here's what he said. We're going to stop building the wall. So I've been down there a bunch of times. So what you see is even where they finished the wall, they wouldn't, they wouldn't build the gates. And so and then they sold off uh, the uh, the steel. So number one is they said, we're not going to secure the border where, where we had lights and cameras, they didn't electrify it. This was all intentional. Number two, Trump had a remain in Mexico policy that you had to apply for asylum in Mexico. They said, we're not going to do that. Trump said, we're not going to have catch and release. They said they did that. Next, there's something that was, is never been in the law. Um, this, this, you know, this parole ideal that anybody can come in. Right. and, and then you're just paroled, and maybe in 10 years you go see somebody. And what should scare the living daylights out of you, on top of 70,000 people dying of fentanyl overdose, on top of criminals coming in, on top of terrorists coming in, which we don't know where they are, on top of human traffickers coming in, is the fact that as soon as somebody comes in with their ICE uh, uh, rice arrest warrant with no ID – and they do not have to have their picture taken then they can say they do not want their picture taken, which you can't. They can go get on a commercial flight with you, and they by their rules, they don't have their have to have their picture taken and Let me give you an example of how crazy this is so when we when Afghanistan happened seventy seven thousand people came to this country, right Only five thousand of those people were American citizens, and two thousand had special visas. so seventy thousand people came. And I, I ask, in a classified setting, all right, I ask, said, are those people vetted? No, we have no idea who they are. Did they have IDs? No, they didn't. Do you know where they are? No, we do not. So so think about this. We have 70,000 people from Afghanistan. Okay, let's say 90% of them, 90% of them, you know, people just want to live our dream. At 10%. Let's say it's 10%. That's 70,000 or 7,000. 7, Let's say it's just 1% of people who want to harm us. That's 700. What was it on 9-11? What was it? 21 terrorists with box cutters, basically scared the living daylights and killed, what, thousands of Americans. So now we've got – we don't know where – we've got people that have come in from China. We know people come in from Iran, from Syria, from all these pl- places that do not like us. All right? Now, I'm sure there's wonderful people that want to come and live our dream. Come here legally. I'm from an immigration state. We like immigration if it's legal. We don't like immigration if it's illegal. So, but Biden could do this. He could do it tomorrow. He could have done it yesterday. Trump did it with the exact same laws. We don't need new laws. And the, and and, I mean, this this codifies a bunch of stuff that's going to mean that we're going to have open borders forever. And the next president will not be able to enforce the law.
1: Thank you for explaining that. And then, um, you're, when you are saying that they may want to come here and live the American dream, I think that's really important for for people in the call to hear and to understand. we I'm for legal immigration, and we have a legal pathway to citizenship and even to to just having work permits in this country right now. And And what is happening on the border is simply not following the laws. And oftentimes, the people are coming not from China and Syria and Iran, though they are coming from there, but they're also coming from other third world countries that are banana republics where it's rule of man versus rule of law. They don't have a rule of law. And when they come here, they want a country that follows the law because they're trying to escape tyrannical men in their home country. But if we don't enforce the law, we're no better than the police are fleeing.
2: Yeah, I mean look at look at the crime that's happening. Look at those guys that beat up the cop in New York City and then they just walk out free and gave everybody the finger. I mean, this is this is this lawless Democrats, I mean law, Democrats are lawless. And you know they they're whining because their sanctuary cities are being overrun. What about what do you think's happened to Texas? And then, and, and by the way, why can't Texas secure its border? I mean, the, the Biden administration doesn't want them to secure the border. I mean, I mean, this if you look at this, you just – who is doing this? Like, I don't want my – look, I'm blessed. Ann and I got married when we were 19 years old. We already have grandkids. Do I want one of them to die of fentanyl overdose? No. I don't want anybody's kid to die of fentanyl overdose. I've I met so many parents that their kids that have died of fentanyl. That's that's coming from China. Thank God, and, you know. Thank thank you know the the cartels are bringing it here, and the Biden administration no plan to stop it. Right? Think about it. we got human traffickers. We have so much, so many people that are trafficking. So many of these women, uh, you know, are raped. And, and I mean, it's just it's like who? Why would the Democrats be okay with this? And you know, we have a majority in the House. Why wouldn't the 49 of us in the Senate say, you know what, we're not doing anything that Mike Johnson and the House members don't want to do? They actually passed a border bill that would secure the border. Why aren't we fighting for that? So, I mean, it just – this stuff infuriates you uh, what's going on up here. But you know what? We, we, Republican senators, said this ends. We're not doing this anymore. Um, so we'll see where it goes after tomorrow. Um, why can't we actually have a fight over real border security? But right now, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer don't want to do that.
1: Thank you very much, Senator Scott. Now I know that your time is very limited tonight, and I also know that Senator Mike Lee has, has joined us. So if you're able to stay, I, I'd love for you to stay, but if you have to hop off, I, I'll give you a moment to make closing comments, or you, you can stay later, Just just let me know what you have available.
2: But- well, first off, let me just talk. Let me just say something about Senator Mike Lee. Um, I've been up here five years. Um, this is my reelection election year. Um, the Mike uh, Mike Lee's been up here for I think 13 years now. Mike Lee is a leader up here. He is. A, he's a fighter. Okay. He's willing to go toe to toe with anybody when when they're doing the wrong thing. Uh, I just want to tell you, he's somebody that you should respect and admire because he stands up for what we believe in and he represents his state well but he represents our country well. So with that I'm going to turn it over to um to Senator Lee and I know he'll he'll do a great job. And he's a he was he if you you know he was a key person in making sure this horrible bill does not become law.
1: Thank you so much, Senator Scott. I appreciate you being on tonight and giving an update. And now we have the great warrior from Utah, Senator Mike Lee, and um, he's joining us. And Senator Lee, this reminds me so much of what we've had to do more than one time in the 13 years you've been in the Senate, which is stop amnesty, stop open borders, and and let people know we really do want border security. And yet we, time after time, keep getting these bills that do things like this bill, the Border never closes. That
0: that's how it happens again and again. And it is a pleasure to join you, Jenny Beth. Thanks for all you do and your amazing network of grassroots activists. It's also a pleasure to be immediately following my friend Rick Scott. We need to make sure that he comes back to the Senate. He's a he's a an American treasure. He's a, a fighter. I often describe him as a as a superhuman. Um, um, he he knows what's wrong with this country with our government and knows how to fix it look our this bill is a great example of what's wrong with the senate and you referred a minute ago to the dynamic of what we call regular order there's a way that we're supposed to do things here a way that is uh backed up not only by the senate rules and customs and traditions but by hundreds of years of legislative experience and those customs historically it taught us that every member ought to have an opportunity to have an impact on legislation ought to have time adequate time to review it and to draft amendments to it to offer up improvements to vote on those amendments certainly the united states senate these are mainstays of why we exist and of our rules and why they're written the way that they are for a long time though we've seen this increasingly disturbing trend of an entity i call the firm uh, for purposes today i'll call it the law firm of schumer and mcconnell the firm will prepare a piece of legislation behind closed doors written in secret bring it forward at the last minute I at the last minute the last minute before whenever they decide they want to ram it through the senate at which point they will introduce it put it on the floor and try to expedite its passage and often they win at doing this by convincing senators that the firm's own arbitrarily contrived deadline contrived by the firm itself um, is the date the moment at which it must be passed and that some dire consequence will follow the world is going to blow up unless the senate bends to the firm's will at that moment and time and time again this has worked this by the way is something that has a lot to do with why we're $34 trillion in debt. And it has a lot to do with why other legislation like this bill ends up getting so messed up before anybody even knows about it. And very often that's too late. This thing was negotiated in secret over the period of about four months. And um, for reasons that I cannot understand, Mitch McConnell directed our lead negotiator, James Langford, not to take into account one of the most important, passionately felt suggestions offered by Republican senators in this bill, which was, if you're going to do this, a lot of us have, have concerns, I, I being one of them, with sending any more money to Ukraine. We spent way too much over there already. And um, But a lot of us, much or most of the conference said, if you are going to do this, make sure you get something out of it. And the only way you're going to get anything out of it is to make sure that if it's gonna travel on the same bill as Ukraine funding, you should condition the release of any Ukraine funding on the achievement of certain border security metrics, benchmarks, if you will, showing that the administration is making progress. And they didn't do that. They, In fact, Mitch McConnell directed James Langford not to condition the release of Ukraine funding to the achievement of border security metrics. And as a result of that, and as a result of the fact that he also ignored, uh, and I assume Lankford was told by Mitch McConnell to ignore our request, to uh, also incorporate the uh, major substantive provisions of H.R. 2, a bill passed by the House of Representatives to make improvements to existing border security laws. So when you drag out a process for four months, ignore what those on whose behalf you're negotiating uh, are telling you, uh, and you keep them in the dark the whole time, you tell them that they're wrong insofar as they express concerns, and then you release a bill at 7 p.m. on a Sunday night with the expectation of passing it that week without substantial amendment or adequate time to review the bill. Nobody, nobody should pretend to be surprised. Nobody should feign outrage or devastation when that happens. Because that is, if there is one way to guarantee that outcome, it's by doing exactly as I've described, and by doing exactly what they did here.
2: Um,
1: Senator Lee. As far as, um,
0: yeah, go ahead,
2: sorry.
1: Oh, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead.
0: So I, I was just gonna say uh, one of the things that I think was most disappointing about this bill is that the very things that we were told that we should be most excited about turned out to be complete duds. For any of you who followed the um, unfortunate debt ceiling increase um, about nine months ago, you remember uh, that's where um, House Republicans uh, with significant leadership uh, shown by the House Freedom Caucus and with involvement by a handful of Senate conservatives like like Senator Rick Scott and like me and Ron Johnson and Ted Cruz and a few others, uh, Rand Paul. We helped them put together or we made suggestions and they put together legislation um, that would have meaningfully brought down deficit spending uh, in exchange for raising the debt ceiling. And one of the provisions that it had in it that I was most excited about was the RAINS Act. Uh, this provision that requires Congress to enact major rule regulations uh, uh, into law rather than just allowing them to become law on their own by executive fiat. would have been a major, major bone to the economy. It would have been a major step toward restoring the vertical protection of federalism and the horizontal protection of separation of powers, those twin structural protections that have been neglected over the years and that are hardly even taught in schools, not in civics class, not even in most law schools the way they need to be. And uh, when Speaker McCarthy unfortunately decided to punt on second down uh, and uh, give the farm away, he came up with a bill that ended up passing. It raised the debt ceiling that appeared at surface level to have a lot of the same protections, a lot of the same features as uh, what the House had originally passed. But the more I looked at that bill, the more I concluded that every supposedly conservative reform in it was illusory. It was filled, it was riddled with holes. It was tunneled like Swiss cheese and to the point that it almost didn't hold anything. Um, this had the same feel to it. So one of the most important features of this bill was the uh, border emergency authority. We kept hearing from the negotiators, uh, this border emergency authority is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so cool. Could be like Tunnel Forty Two, but you don't have to have a pandemic to rely on it, and you just won't believe how much good it will do. Well, when the bill finally came out, we were really disappointed to see that it was moth-holed It was had Swiss cheese style tunnels throughout it, so much so that I can't be sure that that provision itself doesn't do more harm than good. It doesn't even become mandatory until you've got five thousand daily. Uh, migrant encounters, and even then, give the president a certain number of days a year that he can just exempt out the law. The Secretary of Homeland Security a certain number of days out of the year that he can exempt out the law, and then you have by year three, so after only two years, the maximum number of days in which it can be applied are 180 days, meaning there are more days out of the year uh, than not uh, when this authority can't even be in operation. It's just one of many examples of where this bill was hyped up to the point that a lot of people were saying, oh, it's great. The Wall Street Journal, three weeks before the bill even came out, wrote an editorial proclaiming that any Republican who voted against it would be only scoring cheap political points at the expense of American national security, which was strange to the bill didn't exist. I don't know how they believe that. But then again, they ran one today saying essentially the same thing. Even though the bill is out now, I don't know whether they can't read or they don't understand the the dynamics at play. Maybe they're supremely naive about how these things are implemented. Either way, this bill is an enormous disappointment. And this bill could be said to contain some provisions that at best marginally enhance border security, but they have to be weighed against those that increase immigrant visas by a whopping 50,000 that uh, offer a number of illegal immigrants work permits immediately instead of even requiring them to wait six months like they're required to by the current administration. Uh, Like the inclusion of the Afghan Adjustment Act that would bring in tens of thousands of uh, people from Afghanistan and subject them to woefully inadequate uh, background checks. Uh, They're poorly vetted, about 60,000 Afghans who have not been vetted well. And it gives them a full pathway to citizenship. Just a few of the examples of the problems with this thing. And it's really, really disappointing. Because if we were going to take this route, it could have turned into something. If they had done what we asked them to do. And normally that's what you do when you're negotiating on somebody else's behalf. You try to take into account their concerns and you keep them apprised. Instead, we were kept entirely in the dark and told that we didn't get to see anything until the bill was ready. When we finally saw it, it was a whopping disappointment.
1: Senator Lee, there is a question that I'd like to go to uh, from one of our listeners. But I would before we go to that, very quickly, the phone calls, I know that you and Rosemary Jeans from the Immigration Accountability Project and other senators and congressmen um, were highlighting what was in the bill as soon as it, it came out and getting that information out helped. And then did, were phone calls yesterday from constituents and comments on social media helpful in, in what ultimately led the Republican conference to realize they need to back off of this really disappointing bill?
0: Gosh, I sure think so and you know it helps in a number of ways um you know most members don't calculate how they're going to vote exclusively on the basis of what the phone calls are saying um, but on the other hand when the phone calls come in they are an important data point and i don't know any member who doesn't take them into account particularly on legislation as as pivotal and as controversial as this one and so if nothing else um, it can be a good confirming data point, even for members like me. I checked in with my staff just a, a few minutes ago, and um, they told me that the, the calls had been pouring in, overwhelmingly supportive of the position that I've taken. Now, it's not not like I would I would flip my position if they were coming in the other direction, but it's good to have that confirmation that you know people in your state feel the same way, and people in the state have reached the same conclusion. I think it's very helpful, and I appreciate all that people like you have done in order to keep members listening to their constituents. Thank you very much for that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, We're short on time for uh, Senator Lee to be here, but we do have a couple questions. Again, I want to remind everyone, if you hit star three on your phone at any time during the call, you can get into the question queue. We hope to do some with senator lee but we know his time is short we do have one very quickly um uh, eldon south dakota get a question Lee. go ahead and ask him very quickly and we'll get to it as soon as possible eldon hello Hello. uh go ahead Eldon. go ahead sir yeah the battery's going off on the phone just a second Very quickly, Elton Erwalt. Okay. All. all right. The yeah. question is. Oh, we've well, we got well, no problem. I'm going to get rid Yeah. I'm going to give you one last chance. If you can be very quick uh, when I bring you back off mute, uh, if you can just ask your question very quickly. Did you hear that? Yeah. Go. No, ask it nope. very quickly. McCoy needs to go. I apologize we'll we'll try to get back to you eldon um i will Jim uh, i think
1: that yeah, jim i, I Eldon had a lot of feedback there, Mike, but I think that his question was he is wondering if the Senate is going to replace senator mcconnell as the leader and if anything that's happened with this bill and the way that everything has transpired with the firm if any of your colleagues have have talked about changes in leadership if not right now perhaps after the election perhaps now yeah
0: yeah look um uh uh, weldon I've, i've been made no mystery about the fact that i think we need new leadership uh, I've said that for some time, and I tried to replace him. Um, I nominated Rick Scott to be our leader in November of 2022, the first time that he had been challenged. I was glad that Rick was willing to stand up, and I was happy to nominate him. Um, I gave his nomination speech, and by the way, Rick Scott and I were both removed from the Commerce Committee by Mitch McConnell after that we both believe as a result of that one of the reasons we believe that is we were the uh, the the two most prolific uh, members of that committee uh, certainly on the republican side in terms of the amendments uh, presented and passed in that committee and he just removed us from it unceremoniously um, shortly after we made that move that to me confirmed even more um, that we need a change in leadership and This experience with this legislation and finding out that he had directed James Langford not to even negotiate one of our most consistently felt, passionately, uh, and widely expressed views, which is if you're going to do this, start out with the essential components of HR2, and especially start out with border security metrics and setting benchmarks on which uh, Ukraine funding would be made contingent. He not only ignored that, but he instructed James Langford to not even pursue it, not even try. Um, I learned that uh, from one of my Democratic colleagues uh, uh, who, who told me. And uh, we raised it in a conference lunch, and we heard from the horse's mouth that that's how it had happened. So, yeah, I think mean, it's time for new leadership. And I, and I think this experience confirms that. Um I can't speak on behalf of other colleagues not here, but I, I will note that several of my colleagues have in the last few days spoken publicly on the matter. Um, and I both hope and expect that more will join those colleagues soon and, and join with me in that. Um, look, we're not demanding perfection. It's not what's expected uh, or even necessarily required here, but we. We do have every reason to ask that somebody who we hire to do a job for us that is to monitor the floor and direction of those floor activities, not act like he's our boss, not act like we're pawns that can be moved around a chessboard by him, not remove a, us at will from a committee just because he can and just because we cross his path and uh, we don't stand unflinchingly with him. Uh, these things were not put in place so that a Senate floor leader can punish those he doesn't like in the conference. Um, and, but and, and, and they're certainly not in place so that he can negotiate his pet project in a way that conflicts with the will of the majority of the conference. Nor is it appropriate for him to be out there, you know, blaming this on Donald Trump or on the shifting political winds of the country, that's not what killed this bill at all. There are no shifting political winds on this since they started negotiating. What what he's missing, what he's refusing to acknowledge is the obvious point. If you go against what Republican voters want and you go against what Senate Republicans want, or at least many, if not most of them, there are going to be consequences and it's not gonna pass. So um, yeah. It's it's time for him to be replaced, and it won't be a moment too soon when it happens. Senator Lee, Lee one more I'm, question. i oh, sorry. I apologize, Jenny Beth. I'm no, sorry.
1: Go ahead. As long as, he, if, as long as you have time for one more, we'd like to be able to ask one more. For, uh, uh,
0: yeah, go ahead. Okay. 20 seconds. Kevin from
1: Ure, ask your question
0: very quickly. Senator Lee's time is uh, short. Go ahead.
3: Thank you, Senator Lee your interpretation of the first sentence of the 14th amendment about being born or naturalized in the united states and subject to the jurisdiction thereof indicates to me illegals are not citizens and neither are their babies and families would you comment please
0: yeah so as a as a matter of federal constitutional law many people have long assumed others have affirmatively argued that that same reference in in section one of the 14th amendment uh, constitutionally guarantees automatic birthright citizenship to any person uh, born on US soil it simply isn't true the text and the original understanding of the 14th amendment don't support that reasoning and I I think it's contrary uh, to both of those things and that's why but uh, but statute does federal law in place now does. Um, And so what I've long proposed is that we enact legislation. Legislation, by the way, that I was curious to learn uh, years ago, was first introduced by Harry Reid, (laughs) that actually confines automatic birthright citizenship and says that in order to uh, to receive automatic birthright citizenship, you have to have at the time of your birth had at least one parent uh, who was a citizen of this country and uh, or was in um, a non-citizen uh, engaged in full-time military service to this country. Um, and, and if not that, then you don't get it. So that somebody comes over for the purpose of having a baby here or, or who is here illegal, illegally and has a baby, doesn't we don't confer automatic birthright citizenship as we do under current law,
1: Senator Lee, thank you so much for your time tonight. I know that your chief of staff is probably ready to pull you away from our call. Um, I would like to give you just a moment to have any closing comments, and then we'll continue. I know that you you have another appointment.
0: Yes, so thanks so much for having me on your show um, and I'm so grateful uh for you jenny beth and for tea party patriots you're a consistent faithful selfless group of of patriots as your organizational name implies of people who just want a better tomorrow for their families and they want to achieve that not through government largesse uh, but rather through following having their government and their government officials follow basic constitutional principles so i thank you for that we live in a great country I hope and expect that our best days remain yet ahead of us, but in order to do that, we really do have to start following the Constitution again. And we've got to start having regular order with our legislative agenda. And we have really uh, seen those things suffer in recent years. It's time to restore them. To restore them, we're going to need some new personnel. And uh, I, I look forward to that being the case with the new president uh, in the White House and um, with new legislative leadership in the Senate on the Republican side. It won't be a moment too soon. Thanks so much for letting me join you and uh, look forward to continuing the fight to re- restore constitutionally limited government, starting with federalism and separation of powers. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much, Senator Lee, and while Senator Mike Lee drops off, we are going to answer a few of the other outstanding questions, so if you want to stay on, if you have another question, you're welcome to press star three, and we'll try to get through as many of the other remaining questions about the Senate bill, um, which I'm calling the Border Never Closes Act, And also, um, anything else that you might want to ask about Tea Pretty Petri's action. So, Jim, who is next in the queue for us?
0: Uh, Yes, I'm going to bring up uh, Sally from Georgia. Sally, go ahead and ask your question of Jenny Beth.
1: Hey, Jenny Beth, it's Sally. Um, This is a great call. I just wanted to ask, what is the most effective thing that we can do as grassroots to support them in stopping this horrible bill? Thank you so much, Sally. Um, Here are the things that we can do. First, it seems like right now, the Republican conference in the Senate is going to prevent this from getting cloture. That is a good thing. And that means it's, it's not moving through the Senate right now. So that's very good. We need to thank the Republican senators who vote the way that we want them to tomorrow. Um, just make sure that we're thanking them because they're taking votes that they perceive as difficult votes, and it's important to have carrots and sticks when it comes to, to elected officials. When they do the right thing, give them carrots. When they do the wrong thing, give them figurative sticks. Um, so. So thanking them is very important. Also, calling the Republican members of the House of Representatives. So if your congressman is a Republican, calling and just thanking them for sending the message to the United States Senate that, they, that the bill was dead on arrival. It's very important that we just give them appreciation this week. Then the next thing that we have to do is just keep watching the bills as they move through. There are spending bills that are going to happen tied to, if they don't happen, it will be tied to government shutdowns potentially. Those spending bills sometimes wind up with really bad provisions in it, so we just need to watch that and make sure nothing gets slipped into those as far as legislation on Capitol Hill goes. And then the other thing that we need to be paying attention to, we're in 2024. And our mantra for Tea Party Patriots Action in 2024 is secure and when. Everything that we want to see happen on the border, we want HR two to pass, which is the Secure Border Act. We want to see that enacted into law, but the Senate is making it very clear they're not in they have no intention of taking that up and doing anything meaningful with that this year. They want to have the open border bill, not the secure border bill. So that means if we want to see real legislative change, we've got to see a change in the makeup in of who controls the Senate, reinforce the people in the House, and also get a conservative in the White House. And so I say we've got to secure and win, make sure we've got elections that are secure people can step up and be poll watchers and poll workers if you're in Pennsylvania it might be called a judge of election or election inspector instead of a poll worker but poll workers and watchers we need those and then the other thing that we need to do is make sure that you are ready to engage in voter ID and get out the vote activities and Tea pretty Patriots action And also our 527 Super PAC will have a lot more activity or updates on how you can be active in either of those activities, securing or winning, throughout this year. So if you're not signed up on our email list, make sure you go to teapartypatriots.org to sign up on our email list. Jim, who else do we have questions from? I'm going to
0: go to uh, Shelley from Scottsdale. Shelley, go ahead and ask your question. You're on live with Jenny Beth.
4: Hey, Jenny. My question to you is how do we as conservatives contribute to people we support without using the RNC? I have found them to be uh, a very crooked organization, and actually they have taken unauthorized money from me. I will not give to them again. I know I'm not alone in this position.
1: Okay. Well, so a couple things. First, when you want to support, when you you find a candidate who you like, then make sure that you're looking at the candidate's website and donating to the candidate through their website because they need they need funding, and the best thing you can do to help a candidate is donate to the candidate when it comes to to donations. Also, if and I understand what you're saying. About the RNC I do want to remind everyone that state parties so the Republican Party of Georgia the Republican Party of Arizona are that is different than the Republican National Committee so don't allow what you think about the RNC to affect how you might think about your state party and I know that in Arizona and Georgia in Michigan especially those state parties are having to raise money to defend electors and, and defend people who stood up for election integrity in 2020, and they do need funds. So please make sure that you're, you're considering that as well. And then the other thing is, of course, donate to groups like Tea Party Patriots Action or our Super PAC Tea Party Patriots Citizens Fund. And you could even do that this evening, and Jim, you may need to tell me, oh, if you are interested in making a donation, if you press star six, we will get the information from you, and then I'm not sure if we're taking donations tonight or we'll have someone follow up and call you tomorrow, but you're welcome to donate to us, and I can assure you that donations going to us this year are going to securing and winning. That is what we are focused on. As an organization, we are, Tea Pretty Petri's Action, of course, still paying attention to what happens on Capitol Hill. In 2022, we trained 20,000 people to become poll watchers or poll workers, primarily poll watchers. We're going to be doing that again this, this election cycle. And then we're also going to be engaging in um, a modernized way to get out the vote when, when elections come in the fall.
0: And I do want to let people know if they hit star six, they can contribute tonight. Uh, if you'd like to do a donation to help out Tea Party Patriots Action, please do so. We we do have people uh, um, on the phones ready to take that information from you. Would you like to go to another question now, Jenny Beth? Yes, please. Okay, let's go to Marie from Florida. You're on live. Go ahead and ask your question of Jenny Beth Martin.
4: Uh, yes uh, thank you for uh, we were members of the Tea Party we went to Washington it was a great time and uh, I did contact Senator Rubio and Senator Scott with my opposition to the treasonous bill as I call it and today I thank them for opposing the treasonous bill as I call it and what can we do to really help I am now a widow, I am 83 years old, but I'd be willing to do whatever I can.
1: Thank you, Marie, so much. Thank you for for going in to Washington DC back in 2009 when we had the March on Washington. What an amazing day as I stood up there yelling, can you hear us now? And we had so many amazing Patriots from around the entire country. Our organization continues that that works still today so things that you can do and one more thing you just said that you are now widowed and i'm i'm sorry that you are now widowed and i appreciate the fact that you are still so engaged um we making the phone calls like you did did to senators rubio and scott are extremely helpful how amazing is it that senator rubio After he ran for president in 2016, he really listened to people around the entire country and what they were saying about immigration. And this past week and the past couple of months, as the developments about this bill have been going on, he's just been amazing in the media talking about how this approach the Senate just had was the wrong approach and really defending what we'd like to see happen with with the border so i appreciate that very much about senator rubia um, continue making those phone calls donations are very helpful of course and then signing up to do poll watching in your local area um, and also making sure that we're doing everything we can to help the candidates who are conservative and our tea party can, candidates get elected. So you can volunteer on their campaigns, you can do voter ID, and you can reach out to your own circle of influence, your friends and family, making sure they know why you care so much about this country and urging them to vote in a way that's going to keep America on the right track. And later in the year, Tea Party Patriots, it'll be our super PAC, Tea Party Patriots Citizens Fund, will be um doing much more work, um, teaching people how they can reach out to their friends and family for that kind of get out the vote activity.
0: And with that, we'll go to our next question as we're getting close to the end of the call here, but we will to get to as many as possible. Again, hit star six if you'd like to contribute to Tea Party Patriots tonight. Uh, let's go to, uh, Captain Duvall, uh, an uh, Arizona Navy veteran, uh, you're on live. Go ahead and ask your question. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I got to apologize. Hold on there, Captain Duvall. I messed up. Okay, here we go. Captain Duvall, now you're live. Go ahead and ask your question.
3: Well, thank you very much. Uh, I uh, I I follow it pretty closely what's going on in this state. And we don't have the proper representation Right now, in uh, in some of the people that are representing uh, the state, if you happen to be a conservative as I am. As a matter of fact, just today, I received a life membership card from the Republican National Committee. So, I have been with this from day one <laughs> and 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 I'm going to vote for Trump if I have to fight my way through crowds to get there i I just want you to do something about the representation in uh uh, uh uh in uh, arizona uh, we shouldn't be losing these uh, uh convention uh, votes uh, like we've done in the past uh but uh i i i i'm just frustrated totally now I I spent 32 years in the Navy. I rose through the ranks and I retired as a captain. I had uh, four different commands during that time. And, and in every command, I took it to the people that worked for me or reported to me, I should say. And I said, hey, this is going to happen. I want your opinion, and and we don't get that down here in uh, this southern part of the state of Arizona, Tucson, to be exact. And uh, I I just want to see action taken to help us. With at least guidance to the people that are representing our our state. And then every time that I hear that something has gone wrong, McConnell is involved. We've got to do something about that issue. Now, I thank you very much for this time. i I don't. I, I'm just frustrated at this very moment. By the way, well, I, yes, sir. I'm, one last thing. I'm 93 years old. I feel active as a Dickens. I can bend over and touch my toes and get back up. It's it's not hard to do, but with my wife in her mid uh, 80s and me 93 we can only contribute so much but we do everything we can to contribute as much as we can we're on a fixed income now and uh, it's a good fixed income and we can handle it but uh I wanted to go to 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 work for us one last question you are they aware of Kelly oh excuse me, that's just uh get away from that. Thank you for the time, sir.
1: Well, thank you so much, Captain. 32 years in the Navy, thank you for the service that you've given to this country, the sacrifices that you and your family made to defend and support and protect our liberty and our Constitution. So thank you very much for that. I understand the frustration that you have with the people who represent you, whether you're in Tucson, Arizona, or Fulton County, Georgia, or um Detroit, Michigan, or anywhere else in the country, oftentimes we feel like our elected officials simply are not listening to what we want them to do, and it's maddening, especially when you're in Tucson, you see the problems firsthand because it's the people coming across the border or coming up from through your area of the country, and you know what it's like. So... I I understand how frustrating that can be. Let me tell you when it comes to Arizona specifically, a few things that I think should give you a lot of hope. First, you, the um, sheriff in Cochise County, Sheriff Daniels is an amazing sheriff. He listens to the community. He's doing everything he can to secure the border as much as he's able to do as a sheriff and to keep law and order in that area and i appreciate him very 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 much second we have three members of the house freedom caucus from arizona from arizona from your state we've got andy biggs and paul gosar and eli crane and those members of the house freedom caucus are up there representing our values standing for us fighting for what we want to see happen in this country. And your seat is so fortunate because you have three who are so amazing um, in the House Freedom Caucus. And then the other thing is just, well, it's been a week and a half now. Just a week and a half ago, the Arizona Republican Party, voted for their new chairman, and that chairman is Gina Swoboda. She was the executive director. I think she still is the executive director of Voter Reference Foundation. She was the third vice chairman of the the arizona republican party and she cares about election integrity and i know gina personally and one thing that i know about gina is she loves arizona and the people in arizona and she's going to do a fabulous job um, as the chairman of the republican party there and i hope that you can see even better representation coming out of your state jim i think we have time for one or two two more.
0: Uh, we might get to one more uh, question very quickly just before we close down, Jenny Beth, and I'll go to June. Oh, hold on just a moment. Sorry about that. I go to June in Dayton, Tennessee. Go ahead and ask your question to Jenny Beth.
4: Oh, I've been in this for 50 years. Um, the they, The real issue is the legal department, that whole legal department. <clears throat> we keep we keep hearing all this and these transgressions, violations of the Constitution, but there's never any prosecution. Never, and and I was disappointed to hear the uh, I believe it was the senator that said he was all for that Title Forty Two. That's what started the trouble, because they they in, it's endless lawsuits, and the whole legal department needs to be fired, and put some third grader school third grader down there, uh, could do a better job. But the whole problem, and I know in Tennessee, everything goes to le- every bill that's brought up goes to legals. Because they're looking for work. They they run everything through the legal department, and that way they can find out if they can sue. You take this uh, abortion thing. We had a law in Tennessee against abortion. I'm speaking legally. Okay, we already had a law against abortion. Oh, they start this hassle back and forth, back and forth the lawsuits and all that. Fifty years later, the Supreme Court gives us back what we already had. So the entire legal system is rotten to the core. And and we never have any prosecution. They, they're, these these lawyers are looking for work. I don't care what level they are. The issue is where's the prosecution? Doesn't matter if it's the a Clintons, a Biden, uh, whoever. And I I would like to say this. I've heard people say, well, they're trying to break Donald Trump financially. I, and my retort is this. People are not voting for Trump because he's rich They're voting him because he represents the kind of liberty that we had At one time and I think that's really important. I I really do
1: Thank you for those comments. I think that you're exactly right about why people are supporting Donald Trump for re-election it is not because he's rich. It's not because he's a billionaire. It's because he cares so much about this country. He wants to make America great again. He wants to put America first when it comes to international policy and when it comes to national policy as well. And he wants to secure the border, which will help make America great again and will also put America and Americans first. So I agree with what you're saying about Trump on that. When it comes to the attorneys and how um, they mess everything up, you're you're right. They they do. And the Department of Justice, we have seen that the Department of Justice has been weaponized against Trump and other people who have supported Trump. We see that happening in Fulton County, Georgia. We've seen that happen in Michigan to the electors from from 2020. We're seeing that happen now in Arizona. So it's happening at the federal level with the Department of Justice and it's also happening at a state and a a local level. All of it is wrong and it should not be happening. I think that what I like to do when I see these things that are so wrong that are happening, we, we get outraged and we get really, really angry about it and we should and we need to educate ourselves and understand the issues and make sure that our outrage is righteous and that we're on the right side of whatever the thing is that that is our hot button issue and on this we you are and i'm not saying that you're not i'm just saying the things that we can do so we get emotional then we need to make sure that we understand what we're upset about and what we think the solutions can be and then what else can we do and i always try and our organization and our support team at Tea pretty Patriots action is constantly going okay we're upset about it now what can people do because we're not the attorney we're not a legal foundation we're not the elected officials and we're not prosecutors and we're not sheriffs so we we can't force testimony we can't compel testimony we're not out suing people Um, So what is it that we can do as individual citizens? And I think right now the most important thing that we can do this year is work to make sure our elections are secure and then also work to make sure that we win elections and that the people who get elected are people who love this country, who want to put the country, want to put America and Americans first, who care about finding a way to stand up for and defend personal freedom and economic freedom, and who want to find a way to get the out-of-control debt and the out-of-control growth that we've seen from the, the federal government over the years, get the government, the size and scope of it under control, and get us on a path towards balancing our budget again. We need to do that. Our children and our grandchildren deserve for us to get it right it is unfair and unjust for us to burden them and saddle them with so much debt which is what's happening right now so we have ways for everyone who's on this call to work on securing elections if that's what you care about or winning elections and when you go to org, please make sure we have your email address your phone number and your zip code that way we know When we we tie your phone number to the email address, and then when we've got calls to action for your area, we can make sure that you're getting calls to action that are tailored to where you are with your member of Congress or your senators. And then also, we're going to have more and more information throughout the entire year with volunteer opportunities and ways we can make a difference. You said you want all those people fired. Well, the only way they're going to be fired is if we, the people, vote for the people who've hired them, vote them out of office so that the next person can come in and clean house and get rid of the people who are tyrannical and abusing government. <laughs> Pardon me, Jim, I think that was the 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 last question. Is that correct?
0: I believe so. And uh, again, we want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. I'll let Jenny Beth uh, set up some final remarks before we end the call. Just thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Sorry we couldn't get to all the questions, but again, go to teapartypatriots.org, leave a comment there, and we'll definitely try to follow up with you. Go ahead, Jenny Beth.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Jim. We organized this tele-town hall very, very quickly when the Senate bill came out on, on Sunday night uh, yesterday, you and Kevin worked with the senator's staff to help us get get them on lined up for the the webinar. We had senators Rick Scott and Mike Lee on, and then get the whole entire town Hall set up. So, thank you for for doing that and doing so very very quickly. If you're listening tonight and you have comments for us, I think when you hang up, and Jim can v- clarify that when I finish speaking, I think you'll have the opportunity to leave a voicemail message. We'll go back and get those and answer those. If you prefer not to do that and you want to reach out to me directly, you can do so by emailing me. You can email me at jenny.beth at J E N N Y dot b-e-t-h at org. Now those emails go to me and I also have a couple people on staff who help me look through all of them because I get a lot of emails and I also travel a lot. But I read the comments from you, we answer the comments from you, and we truly care about what you're thinking. We had a 32-year veteran captain of the Navy saying that the thing he wants the most is for people to listen the elected officials to listen. And in our organization at Tea Party Patriots Action, we listen, we pay attention to what you say, and you help set the direction for this organization. The bills we support, the stances we take, who we endorse, who we don't endorse with our super PAC. It's grassroots bottom up. So please feel free to reach out anytime. Make sure that we have your email address, your phone number and your zip code so that we can communicate with you. And we're here to support you and to support this amazing grassroots movement who loves our country and wants what's best for her. And if you do want to make a donation, let me just make one more pitch for that. You're welcome to make a donation. We will use those donations to secure and win in 2024. And you can press star six to donate. Again, that's star six. Thank you so much for being on the call. Make sure you're calling your United States senators telling them to vote no on this the border is always open act on this awful border bill and thank the Republicans in the House of Representatives for standing strong and encourage them to continue doing so thank you all so much for being on tonight and Jim if there's any other closing comments I'll let you take it from here
0: thanks everyone Uh, appreciate you uh joining us for this Tea Party Patriots action call tonight and you can always go uh we'll, we'll leave it open just briefly if you want to uh, make a contribution by being star six. Um, otherwise, go to teapartypatriots.org or teapartypatriots.org forward slash donate. And at the end of the call, you'll have instructions on what to do. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Kevin, I don't know if you're still there, but um, yeah, I'm just going to put it on hold just to see if we get anybody in the contributor queue. And uh, they're there. And so, guys, if Ben and Daphne and Victor, go, if they're there still, go ahead and take them. I don't think we did that. Did we lose them, Jen?
5: No, there's one in the queue if one of the screeners okay. wants to jump on that. Um, it looks okay. like uh, one caller in the community yeah, queue. Perfect. Okay, good. Got it. Good great. Okay. Thanks everybody.
0: I'll stay around, Kevin, unless you want to if you have some follow-up, but I'll stay around while we get this contributor and then we'll go from there.
5: Nope, I'm good. Uh let's uh let's just touch base tomorrow. Uh yeah. close
0: anything out. And I'll have all the stuff and I'll make sure I put it up into the shareholder and I'll send it out to you as well, the, the audio and all that kind of stuff. All
3: right. Sounds good. So
0: we'll talk. Thank to you, guys. Uh, ben and Daphne, thank you. I think we only have one in the queue, and Victor's got it. You're welcome to go, and um, you've got your instructions from me by email. So thanks for helping out, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you guys being part of that. Thank you.
1: How do I leave properly? Oh, wait so I just hang on up on my that. phone.
0: Yeah, you yeah you can just hang up, but uh, they're
5: uh,
0: – oh, okay, no, those are screen things. Okay, got it. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, you can just hang up at any time, and then you can leave the website.
1: Oh, awesome. Thanks so much, Jim.
0: Thanks, guys.
4: Thank you. Goodbye.
5: <clears throat> that was just Daphne hanging up, Jim. I'm sure you realize that. Yeah. She was yeah. unmuted. <laughs> okay.
0: Look, thanks for all that. Appreciate it. I'll uh. I oh, I'll my pleasure, Jim.
5: Okay. Yeah, he, he's um, yeah as soon as Victor's done, done, um, yeah, we can go ahead and end it. Thanks yeah. so much, Jim.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. You, you did great.
5: My pleasure. Likewise. Likewise, you as well. That was a great call.
0: It's been a few months. I'm, I'm going to get back in the the swing of <laughs> moving them thankfully, but since this came up, but,
5: uh, it's like riding a bike.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no, it is for me. I've done so many, free- there was a time I could rightfully say that I had moderated more telephone town halls than anyone in the world. I mean, I could literally say that back prior to 2010. Right.
5: And so That's just done amazing. It.
0: Yeah, I, uh, but it's been, a, it's been a while since I've done a lot, but during COVID I was, uh, Mike asked me to do a lot of posting uh, because they just needed people for all the particularly the government organizations that were doing it. He just didn't have enough hosts so I was doing a
5: lot during that as well. So, <laughs> yeah, COVID was something, huh? <laughs> oh, wild. Something else. Something else. No. Yeah, no, Well, we appreciate that. Thanks so much. Um, yeah. And thanks for tonight. That was great. Appreciate all your work. Yeah. All the yeah, movie pieces no. for this one.
0: Pretty wild getting a 32 year old veteran. 32 year veteran. Uh, on that a was call amazing. Like
5: that. Yeah. That, and 93 years old, like, left. Yeah. Him. Uh, like you said, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So, if no one's. <laughs> or
0: are they? You all are all remote, aren't you?
5: Still. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. No office anymore. That's correct. Yep.
0: I worked in that Wait. office for two
5: years, so I I totally know. Yeah, I I know it was. It's a wonderful place. I I do miss being all together, but that is okay.
0: <laughs> Boy, it is. Wow, this one's still going. He's probably working yeah. through it. Well, do you want to? Should I leave it to you since you're there anyway? Yeah. And I have to shut it down, yeah, I can I'll end it. Yeah, you can go ahead that? and hang
5: up, and um, as soon as Victor's done, we'll end it. Okay.
0: Cool. You're great. I appreciate right. your help so much.
5: Oh, my pleasure. Likewise, Jim. It was great to work with you. I'll see you soon. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Talk All to right. you
5: soon. Have a good one. Yeah. Take care, Jim. You too. Bye. Yeah, Bye. Bye.